Good evening, happy Friday, my beautiful people, happy Friday. Whew, that was a week. It was a week for me. Um, how was your guys' week? Tell me all about it. Uh, I feel like this week I struggled to try to get, I was on the struggle bus all week. I really was. I kind of feel like this time of year, by the way, before anything else, you're listening to Faith Ignited, Pama One Radio, Friday night, 10 p.m., here with my night owls my people who are just chilling at home, relaxing in their jammies, in their bed, on their couch, wherever they are, wherever you guys are. I want to get comfy and cozy with you today. Um, I want to let you know as I was saying that this um, crazy world that we live in um, there's so much going on that we this time of year we're so inundated with um, holiday Christmas 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 it's like we can't even enjoy Thanksgiving because it goes from Halloween to Christmas and boom, we're here. And I don't know about you guys, but this time of year for me is not always um, the greatest time of year. Um, I feel like it's end of year, so everyone's trying to get like their last minute stuff done and there's a lot of pressure a lot of pressure to um, to go to places or to do things or to um, you know there's a lot of pressure you have to go out shopping you have to go spend money you have to go buy gifts for this that and the other person and you don't see them all year but Christmas you get them gifts it doesn't make any sense please help it make sense why do we buy gifts for people that we see maybe once a year a sprinkling of time and we're so worried about gifts and and orders and our job and um, our jobs that we have and it's just a crazy time but what's not crazy listen up listeners this is huge for our platform on Palma Media here on Palma Media this is huge news breaking news that our platform is expanding. We're adding a fourth channel, which is all talk all day. 
podcasts in all of their glory. Um, wonderful podcasts, wonderful, wonderful content that um, these creators are putting out. Um, so, Palma Talk is coming to the app. So you might as well download it as we're going through our journey tonight on Faith Ignited. You might as well um, get that app. You're going to want to search Palma Media and it sometimes comes up Palma Portuguese Media, I believe. But I can double check, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And then you click on that red Palma. You have the app, you have access to three wonderful stations, Palma Classics, Palma One, Futrix, and also um, Palma Talk now added to the cast of, of characters, to the cast of, of to the team. And it's a great, I believe, a great, great way to get people to listen to podcasts 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It'll be all talk radio, which I feel is very reminiscent of like, um, you know, in the early, I'm an early uh, 80s baby. So for me, it was... Uh, staple um, stations that you would go to that were going to provide you with just what you need and I feel like here on Palma I think um, everyone really strives to do the best that they can to give you guys the best possible listening experience and I love, love constructive criticism. I'm open. I'm, I'm an open book. I had a friend tell me today, Hey, turn down your music. I I couldn't really hear you too well last time, but it could have been because I had COVID and I couldn't really speak last week, but I turned down the music today. So I love that sort of, um, feedback from you guys um and before we get any further you can find me at nancy burns on facebook um and i'm at cooking in heels 73 on instagram cooking in heels 73 on instagram um, Palma, follow Palma on Instagram, uh, follow Nelson, follow everyone. Just let's get involved with this community and let's make it something outstanding and let's, um, sort of revolutionize, um, bring it back to radio days, bring it back to, uh, just talk radio. I believe that bringing it back to its roots is an incredible 
pivot for this platform. That being said, um, I want to let you guys know tonight I watched, um, I watched that movie called After Death. I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, but as soon as I heard what it is about, I was automatically like, oh my God, get me, get me tickets right now. Um, get me tickets. Uh, it's called After Death. And, uh, the director is fantastic uh, director. Uh, he was co-director or director to um, Sound of Freedom and uh, The Chosen. So I think this movie is so, so fantastic because um, it's a little indie film I love little indie films that have this great success. It makes me so happy. This indie film um, where uh, it's sort of a documentary. The director, I was looking for his name. His name is Stephen Gray. Cutie Patootie, Stephen Gray. Um, he took a sort of uh, fascination with near-death experiences and death and what happens when, we, when people die after losing his um, brother-in-law. His brother-in-law passed away and... Stephen decided that he was going to sort of fall down the rabbit hole of this near-death experience phenomenon and to see um, what other people have to say and the fact that it's on film, Bravo, Angel Studios, Bravo, 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 Angel Studios for taking on this film. Um, this documentary, uh, it makes, it's, it's compelling, it's uh, riveting, it's fascinating to hear um, the stories of these, it follows uh, near-death experiences of uh, certain people in the movie and um, it was absolutely just thought-provoking you know when you go to a movie and you just feel like wow that's really that's really thought-provoking um, so um Stephen had an opportunity to choose an, a big Hollywood studio to do the movie, but he chose Angel because he said there was just something distinctive about their team. Um, and 
so we set out to make this film. Um, uh, like I said, after losing his brother-in-law, but now that he's done this movie, his comment to Newsweek was, it gave me hope that I know that I'll see my brother-in-law, Marco, again. End quote. Gray said, of investigating the afterlife. So I'm hoping that others will gain hope as well. And I believe that that's exactly what this movie is going to provide you. It's going to provide you with hope. That if you are grieving someone right now, if you are losing someone right now, you're going through illness yourself or someone around you and you are faced with mortality and what it is. Um, my heart goes out to all of you and I pray for all those suffering right now um, from loss, from pain, from trauma. Um, from resentments, from all the things that that uh, keep us down, all the things that keep us down in this in this world. Um, but I I wanted to read you guys a story because, like I said, this time of year, I sort of get a pit in my stomach almost because I know that suicide rates go up so much during the holidays. I'm sure it doubles during the holidays. Suicide and people contemplating suicide and people contemplating that there is no hope, that that's it, that's, that's, that they're done. This show, this podcast, is here to tell you that there is so much hope, so much hope, that once you start hearing the accounts of these people and their stories of how God allowed them to feel hope, that's what I want to bring to Faith Ignited. I want to bring um, awareness because this near-death experience thing, I my mom actually went with us to go watch it. And she actually asked me on the way there if it was a trick movie, if I was getting her to... I was tricking her to watch something crazy because she says, you know, these movies are crazy. You never know what they try to make you watch. So as we were walking up to the theater, she sees the billboard of, of the movie and it says from Sound of Freedom and, and Chosen 
And all of a sudden, she was all in. <laughs> She's like, okay, okay, it's safe. It's Christian. It's safe. It's safe. Uh, my cute mom. And she's complaining, you know, and I'm complaining with her that the horror movies, there's a line to get into the horror movies. But to this kind of a movie, a little indie film, I, there was a lot of people in there for it being a random Wednesday, uh, Friday night, excuse me, I don't even know what day it is anymore, a random Friday night. And, um, yeah, today's Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. Okay. Um, but there was, that's why the, it was, the theater was full. Theater was full. I mean, it was a small theater, but there was people there. And I was like, glory be, let these people come in and let them hear a little bit about what I know about this topic and to share um, other people's stories and experiences here um, on Faith Ignited is what I'd love to do, spread the word of just goodness and hope. So as I was saying, the suicide, I, we run a rosary on Sundays my mom's page, Minga Mamantrazinga on Facebook. Every Sunday at 3.30 Pacific Standard Time, we do a rosary. And as we're praying the rosary, people are writing their petitions. They're writing their petitions. And um, I just feel this gut-wrenching feeling whenever I see my son died from suicide or my daughter died from a suicide or my cousin or my brother or my it just makes me so sad that they felt so alone in their time of most need that they felt so alone. You know, um, it's amazing what a smile can do, what a hello can do, what a wave to somebody or say something cute to somebody or, you know, change someone's day or perspective. Um, and so, um, the story that I'm going to read tonight is called God Saved Me From Suicide. This is by Aaliyah Joy, and her mission in writing this story was that she wanted nothing, she wants people to know that she wanted nothing to do with faith. But that all changed the night that I tried to take my own life. Aaliyah Joy 
Thank you for your bravery. Thank you for writing your story so people like me can narrate it so that people can be aware of um, the hope that actually exists, the love that emanates from God and all he wants is love. He wants us to love him and he wants us to love the other person. And sometimes other people make it really, really difficult to love them. And that's when it's time to step away, step away from a toxic relationship, step away from people who bring you down and don't lift you up. You know, um, I, um, I think you guys are going to like this story by Miss Aaliyah Joy. So we're going to get right into Aaliyah Joy's story right now. I grew up with idealistic missionary parents who wanted more than punch a clock and pay a mortgage normalcy. They persuaded a, mis a ministry life abroad. They pursued a ministry life abroad. But after I was diagnosed with leukemia as a child, we were left stateside and struggling financially. We moved a lot, Hawaii, then Nepal, then back to Hawaii, then New Mexico. For most of my teen years, we lived in Albuquerque and during that time, I began to resent the ways in which God allowed us to suffer. I really began to think God was cruel and, and scarce and mean. A God who looked the other way when we were in such need. My parents, well, they gave me space. They didn't force me to go to church with them. But I knew they prayed that I would come to know Christ. My dad would often say, I believe God has a call on your life, Aaliyah. But, huh. I wanted nothing to do with faith. Everything changed in the middle of my junior year. My parents got another ministry job offer and moved us back to Hawaii. 
When we arrived in Pahoa, my dad surveyed the house that the ministry had provided for us. It was unlivable. This house had no plumbing, no interior walls, only concrete slab, pooling with puddles of mosquito infested water. Heavy green mold scaled the comet, the cement ruins, and there was a jungle that loomed all around the house. Unruly vines breaking through, shattered window panes. No one had flown to the big island to inspect the house or the property for years and it had become uninhabitable. We lived in Nepal in the early 80s in a dung style. So we'd never be accused of being high maintenance. But this, this was ridiculous. The ministry agreed to pay half of the rent for livable accommodations. But even a month after we moved in, we had no furniture, couldn't afford to get any now. We had to pay partial rent now. We had two lawn chairs in the living room. We had a futon pad on the ground. Despite our situation, my parents decided to stay and see what God would provide us. The rain in Pahoa fell in constant sheets pounding on our metal roof like an assault. And I took it as just that, a personal attack. I sat on the back porch, a slab of concrete with a tin covering, listening to the rain pinging like rapid gunfire while I dragged so hard on that cigarette. This was my personal hell. Reconciling these years of poverty and pain with a loving and merciful God seemed so impossible. I could not believe in a God who continually abandoned us. I hurt everywhere. I fit nowhere. Home wasn't a place that I could feel. 
and yet I met God there in that home one night or God met me that night. It had been raining for 42 days straight when I considered taking my own life. I had no transportation, no license, and no hopes of getting anyone anytime soon. I was miles away from civilization and as sober as I'd ever been. In Albuquerque, I learned to silence the torment I felt inside. I didn't know I had bipolar disorder. I just knew that there were times that my skin tingled with restlessness. My limbs seemed to not work and my feet tapped out on Morse code. I felt invincible, I felt immortal, I felt immune, excuse me, to hunger and thirst and the incessant demands to slow down, to sleep, to recharge, but my mind was a colony of secrets, a colony of schemes, but it's an unfortunate law of the universe that what goes up must come down. That night in Hawaii, blind with tears, I started ransacking the bathroom medicine cabinet rifled through some drawers and I decided it was time to quiet the steady hum once and for all. I wanted the shadows to disappear. I wanted the voices to stop. And I believed, truly believed that death was the only way. My hands shook as I picked open the flimsy disposable razor. I held it over my skin, trying to build up the courage to make the cut deep. I had flirted with death before, but just enough to blow hair back just enough to make me feel the tiniest bit alive. In the moment of desperation, I cried out to God, I never asked to be born. I never asked for any of this. Never. Did I imagine that God would answer me? But uh, he did. He did. I found myself silenced, barefoot, open-palmed, 
splayed like an offering across the floor. I was ready to take my own life. And instead, found myself laid out by God. Physically knocked to the floor. And I was flooded with such peace that to this day I cannot fully describe. I felt the resuscitation of grace. After that night, however, I began to make excuses. Well, maybe God reveals himself to desperate girls on chip linoleum floors in the middle of a monsoon and says, you belong to me. I have loved you with an everlasting love and you are mine but that was all too much for me to fathom I wanted something to explain away the very real and terrible possibility that God existed and that he wanted something from me. I thought perhaps it was my body's response to the stress and hormones that my legs had given out, but even with all of my justifications, I could not deny that I felt something that I had never felt before. I felt God. I felt God. My parents had given me a Bible, but I never used it. It was wedged under a tiny garage sale table in my room. I pulled it out and began to read it at night behind my locked door because I didn't want my parents to know. I didn't want my dad to say, I knew God had a call on your life, Aaliyah Joy. I didn't want any spiritual I told you so's. My bed was rolled out length of an eggshell foam. You know, the kind that you put on real mattresses, should you actually have a mattress. And not that thick enough to keep my hips from falling asleep and aching through the night. As I read my Bible, I was confronted with questions and fears. I'd lie in the dark with God and whisper prayers into the void, hoping someone was there answering me back. Like Jacob, 
wrestling with God through the night. This grappling changed my identity and renamed me. When I wrestled with God, He brought me to that same place of weakness. This weakness didn't leave me more vulnerable before my enemies, real or imagined. Instead, it taught me that even though we all walk with unsteady feet, we can rely on God of our Father. And more than that, on the God who reveals himself directly to us, a God that is unmasked, a God who lets us grab hold of him in the darkness. In these times of wrestling, we might find ourselves transformed. We might feel the touch of God dislocating our hip as dawn breaks. God might take us to the ground. I am not healed in the ways one might imagine. I still have my bipolar disorder. Sometimes I still struggle with suicidal ideation. I take antipsychotic meds, antidepressants to help keep me alive. These two are ways that God meets me on that mat. Where God meets me in the darkness and he lets me grab a hold of him. To this day, I carry the bruises of those restless nights of a too thin mat and a paralysis so severe, I could only be laid at the feet of Jesus. Sometimes I remember that whisper thin foam of my bed and that ache in my hips as I wrestled with God. I think of my parents choosing to stay in Hawaii and waiting on the Lord. I thank God for their obedience, for helping bear witness to the goodness of God in that horrible place where I first believed. I came back to life in that home. 
that wasn't a home. It was the place where I met Jesus and the place where I learned that I'd always be called. guys I really got emotional and I know everybody says Nancy's a big crybaby Nancy cries for everything it's just the way God made me I am emotional I'm sentimental I cry I believe that God gave us tears so that we could cleanse our soul in those times where we need a good cry a good cleansing the story touched my heart. It really did. If you guys have drifted off to sleep, that makes me happy to hear. If you have stayed with me for this entire episode, I thank you for staying with me. I thank you for coming with me on this journey, again with Palma Media, a different journey, different place in my life, different place with people. And the more I read stories like this and the more I divulge and, and study about near-death experiences and The more that I realize, I think we have it backwards. I think that Earth is the place where we learn. Earth is our school. And as we pass each exam, we move up each grade in God's time. And he comes and calls us when it's our time. And there are times where we think it's our time or we think it's a person's time or the doctors say they're not going to make it. The doctors say that they're not going to survive it. I can bet you that the power of prayer moves mountains. Aaliyah Joy Thank you for writing that beautiful story. I'm glad I was able to share it with you. My faith ignited. My Palma family. My faith ignited family. Uh, if you guys get a chance, check out After Death. It will be thought-provoking, but it will give you hope, so much hope that even God can make the dead resurrect back to life. 
that is his will. That is his plan. If you are struggling with something right now, never lose hope. And please know that there are prevention lines 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But know that as, as it might feel that everything is that bad, and I believe you when you tell me it's that bad, but nothing is worth our life, as was proven to Aaliyah Joy. Um, suicide's a tough one for me. I had uh, one of my best friends from a while back. His death was a suicide, and I honestly can't can say that I've never been the same since. Um, when someone removes themselves from this earth before their time, it's shocking and hurtful. But I know that my friend Chad, he made it to heaven. That God forgave him. He cried out for God and God came and brought him home. Please don't lose hope. Times are tough and times may get tougher, but they don't stay down forever. What goes up must come down, and what goes down must come up. I love you, all who are listening, if you're still with me, I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your evening with me, my late night crew, my late night owls. I appreciate each and every one of you. And even if I don't know you and you listen to this, I have love for you. You're a human being, you're a brother, you're a sister. I wish you guys a beautiful, blessed weekend, full of hope, happiness. Live your life, live your life. Do what you need to do, go where you need to go. Don't wait to travel. If you want to travel, travel. If you want, this life is too short to live miserable in this world. We all got to be here. So if we all do our part, be a great thought to have everyone be kind and loving towards one another. Good night. Have a blessed weekend. We'll see you back here next Friday night. But you can catch this again Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Palma 1. And then it's going to be moving to Palma Talk, where you can hear all talk all the time starting December 1st. Look forward to that. I love you. Mwah.
sending you love, joy, hugs from my house to yours. Good night, God bless.